EO Fire 1288. Ask better questions than you've done so far. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. What better gift could you give a friend or a loved one than the gift of freedom? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. As a veteran, I know how hard it is looking for a career after the military, but what if I told you there was a way to put everything you learned from the military into good use where you get to help others? That's what owning an Allstate agency is all about. Visit allstateagent.com slash fire to find out more info. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and I'm fired up. To bring you our featured guest today, Timo Rain. Timo, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Is there any other way in your show? No, Timo. Timo is the president and co-founder of Pipedrive. He hails from Estonia, has 18 years of sales experience, and has generated millions in deal flow throughout his career. His frustration with the CRMs at his disposal led him to develop Pipedrive as a simple CRM any salesperson could use. Timo, take a minute, fill in any gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse in your personal life. Yeah, thank you, John. First, thank you for having me here. Yeah. Um, love your show. Thank you. Um, personally, I, I live in Redwood City for the past couple of years in California. I'm a husband of the woman I love, a father of three kids. Um, I was born in Soviet Union, so I've gone from a, being a pioneer to a Boy Scout when Perestroika started uh, at the end of the 80s. I then... Um, uh, studied psychology in a university and I did work four years as a recruiter. I, um, at that time, tried to become a consultant uh, who built something and I ended up becoming a consultant who sells something, always. So, <laughs> so then, yes, a good number of years as a, as a salesman and sales manager in a, in a sales consulting company before we decided to, to found Pipedrive. And um, with that, I moved about 5,000 miles west on the globe from my home um, in Estonia, Europe, to California. I was the CEO of, of the company for the first five years, and now I'm a president of it. And uh, we do build a sales action and sales pipeline management tool so that people in sales everywhere could be very consistent in the daily and weekly effort and enjoy constantly good results. And uh, we're doing very well serving small businesses around the world uh, in more than 130 countries. Timo, what I love about your journey as an entrepreneur is that you were doing your thing, you were working hard, and then you spotted a need in the marketplace. You saw a void that needed to be filled, and you stepped up into that void, and you filled it. And Fire Nation, there are voids every single place you can imagine in today's world. And believe me, you should not be trying to fill every one of those voids because they don't fit what you want in your life. But keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. You'll see these voids. When one makes sense, when one sparks a fire inside of you, step into that void like Timo did with Pipe Drive, like I did with the first seven-day-a-week podcast. Fill that void. Now, Timo, you have three kids. You have a lovely wife. I mean, you have responsibilities. You have to provide. How do you generate revenue with your business today? Well, it's very different today, obviously, than it was, let's say, um, five years ago. But um, it, in black and white, 
it's by you know having a company and being able to collect monthly and annual subscriptions from our customers for using our software as a service and it's as 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 robust as i can say it um but overall it's what you said it's it's realizing at one point that there is a problem that we're seeing and at first obviously don't know whether this problem is because of you is there something wrong with you and you can't use you know the tools which have been built or is there something wrong with with the world out there, uh, the, with the products that have been currently, you know, built. And, um, you know, I don't know if you want me to go back a bit. I could, I could dig up some of the things that we were seeing and how to enter, you know, the world uh, of entrepreneurship with Pipedrive. No, we'll stick with the present for now. We might dig into that sure. later. But do you share any numbers publicly with what Pipedrive is doing revenue-wise? We were able to uh, move beyond $10 million in ARR last year. What? So that's, that's what we're happy to share. Wow. Well, that's phenomenal. Congratulations on every single level for that. I mean, hitting eight figures is a huge milestone. And, you know, what that puts your valuation of your company at is massive on so many levels. So, Timo, now we are going to kind of go back in your journey, but to a specific moment in time. I want you to bring us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. And, really don't pull back any punches. Like, just tell us that story. Take us to that moment. As you probably know, there have been many. When you do, you know, things on your own and you actually do things, then we know what happens, right? So, but there was one specific year, um, a period of maybe two to three months where I remember most vividly what happened. And so it was a summer of 2011, it was more or less one year into our existence with a company and uh, we were seriously looking for, for money because our all of our financial resources had been had mm. been exhausted at that time that we had on our own uh, and from the government grant uh, to begin with. And we were looking at different incubators, uh, startup incubators that we could uh, maybe get into and, and also secure some kind of further investment, right? So we were accepted into AngelPad Incubator in San Francisco. And that was August 2011. And with that came a bit of money from, you know, four to five investors, angels mostly, enough to take us through, you know, six or so months. And Incubator itself was a three-month program for which I had to move to U.S., like I said, you know, about 5,000 miles from home, um, leave my family, my wife, and, and at that time, two kids back. And I did that. So then, you know, some things I felt I made happen. Like, you know, we decided at the at that moment that the time was right for all of our, you know, five co-founders to be full-time employees. And that met, meant that all of us took, took much less income than we actually needed to provide for our families. But, you know, in the hope of securing a larger funding in three months or so at the end of the incubator, that was all the talk, right? And then things started happening. Mm-hmm. And um, first that ho- already happened at the very beginning of our, of our um, journey with Incubator because, you know, it had a massive impact on all of our founders. One of us had to go to surgery to hopefully remove a brain tumor. And that happened right before the start of the Incubator. So we already had that. That wasn't personally me, but I was really affected by because that, that was one of my friends, a longtime friends. Um, and as a result of then lower income for all of us, I got a call one day, um, you know, doing the work in, in San Francisco in, in the incubator. 
I got a call one day from my wife far away with two kids and, you know, pregnant with third that, hey, listen, uh, the bank is removing our car from our driveway as we speak. So we have no vehicle now. And um, that was emotionally really, really bad to experience. And obviously, rationally, we lived outside of the city in Estonia. So that, that was a bad thing in many ways. Um, so had to deal with that somehow. Some other day she called to say that our gas uh, had been shut down at the start of the winter. And that was not a good thing at all mm. either. So I had to figure out from here how to deal with that developing situation. Um, and then on top of that, some other day she reported from the hospital that they discovered some serious complications in the pregnancy and she had to stay in the hospital for some days at least leaving two other kids without a mother. And um, so, you know, things happened, like I said. So, I, you know, trying to hold myself, you know, kind of on the verge of feeling depressed, I went jogging regularly in San Francisco because that's what I do is, you know, work out a little bit so I can have some kind of a balance. Absolutely. And then one time after I was done jogging, I felt weird. It felt as if I couldn't lift myself up while standing on my right leg. That was the initial feeling. And I thought it was just, you know, stiffness for a couple of days. But the pain got worse and worse until I was able to lift myself up on that leg at all. And the pain kept me from sitting, from doing most things. I remember trying to find the right position while I was lying down. And I couldn't do it because of, you know, that immense pain. So, you know, I had the other friend who had just gone through the surgery uh, to re remove the brain tumor in the same room with us as we were renting a place in San Francisco while we were in a start, you know, in this incubator. And, and he was just a month and a half off, out of his surgery. So he's, half of his face was not moving due to damaged nerves. And, and I, I was sensing that I'm heading to surgery in the back after the first consultation. That was a really low moment because... Like we had, you know, the talk we had was that we calculate we had about $2 for dinner each night, which brought us uh, like a slice of bread, noodles, mm. and, and a beer on Friday night. Almost <laughs> nights, really, to be honest. As the, Celebration. As the yeah, or, or just, you know, depression. And uh, I think that the worst True. kind of feeling that I had in that was that not knowing if the company will make it to secure any further investment not knowing whether I will be able to provide for my family the very basic things to be living as I saw them, you know, being taken and not knowing what will happen to my wife or, or our baby who is not born yet and not knowing whether I will be able to get my back fixed enough and, and when, you know, when I was most needed for my company um, to do all these things. That that was tough. And I remembered I'm, I'm, I was quite a huge Beatles fan back at the day and even now and, and there was a, there's a song called Girl where John Lennon was singing, you know, a man must break his back to own his day of leisure. And um, <laughs> mm -hmm. I really, I really did break my back. Right. So, um, so that was the story. And obviously that had a, had a you know, aftermath of, of going through the surgery and getting back. But, but that was the, the moment accumulating, accumulating up to this point where I felt like, can it go any worse? So, Timo, you just took us through quite the journey. And what I would like you to do now is kind of button it up with a summation. Like, what's the major point that you want Fire Nation to get from that incredibly difficult period in your life? I had done one thing back in 2000, uh, which was a program uh, in the U.S. and uh, was accidentally in California, uh, which was doing door-to-door -door, um, selling for about three months in a row. And um, there was one 
teaching or one lesson that I learned from there, uh, which, you know, the company was, had been, had been around for more than a hundred years. It was actually a publishing company in Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern company. And they had a lesson or sort of teaching. Um, and they said that, you know, if it's, if it's you and if it's your day, then I think can't, I can't remember if they used the word God or not, but something like that, that God will never throw more into one of your days than you can handle. And um, sometimes you feel that, you know, you have, you have, you have a much worse day, right. but uh, most, of the, most of the times I was seeing that that was more or less true, that uh, if you looked at what's, what, what you need to deal with today, um, you are able to carry that. Whether you would be able to carry the load of the week or the month ahead in one day, that I doubt. Uh, but uh, go through one day and figure out a way, you know, what you should be doing. That always, you know, kind of helped me. And the other thing was, which I discovered also doing some of the more intense things in my life, was that if you just find some kind of courage and some kind of serenity or whatever, being sober, um, just to focus on things that you can control because there's so many things you can't uh, in life. Results, you can't control at all. Other people doing other things, they're reacting you know, to other things or your things, you can't control. But you can control what you do at any given moment, how you react. And, and um, I quite like that especially in tough moments, that really comes into play. Timo, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Procrastination of, of implementing good ideas. So uh, I would say that I'm not impatient and that sometimes works against me. Um, to deal with this, I've normally surrounded myself with people who are much more impatient than me, <laughs> at least, <laughs> um, so that we could you know, keep moving and keep going. Um, yeah, I would, if I had to single out something, I would single out that. What would you single out as your biggest strength? So my wife has told me that I have this sincere face on all the time. And I don't know if I still have it. I hope so. Um, <laughs> so. So I've thought that maybe this is it. You know, the desire um, to see authentic and natural energy in other people in me, in, in the ideas that we, you know, share with each other. I've always been drawn to this natural energy that comes out of people and I think also out of me then. So something about authenticity and, and I think sincereness has to be that. What's the one thing, Timo, right now, today, that has you most fired up above everything else? I think it has to be the vision of, of what we're building. Um, the vision of the product, building that fully knowing what the problem is that we want to address and not fully aware of how exactly we're going to paint this future together. Uh, but we will. I know that. And, and that's exciting to me. Um, so I think the shortest version of saying that. Well, I will say this, Fire Nation. It is exciting that we are about to enter the lightning round. So don't go anywhere, but we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. As business owners, there's a huge question we should be asking ourselves. Who has my back when it comes to legal matters? Finding the right company, one you can trust, can be tough. But when you choose LegalZoom, there are five things you can count on. Number one, reliability. More than one million people have already trusted LegalZoom to help start their business. Number two, experience. LegalZoom has been helping all types of business owners for 15 years. Number three, helpful support. They have a team standing by ready to help with 
with your questions. Number four, legal advice. LegalZoom isn't a law firm, so they built a network of independent attorneys available in 48 states. Number five, no surprises. LegalZoom provides complete transparency with upfront pricing and honest customer reviews. They also offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Make the smart choice for your business at LegalZoom.com today, and don't forget to enter EOF at checkout to save even more. That's LegalZoom.com, code EOF. As a military veteran, I know it can be tough searching for your next career, but Allstate has an opportunity you probably haven't thought of. Here's a story about how one veteran made a big career change by becoming an Allstate agency owner. Omar Zaki served in the military and then worked his way up in a corporate career. And maybe like you, he wanted something more. Instead of settling for status quo, Omar took action and opened up his own Allstate agency nine years ago. Now he owns two locations with six employees. Both his previous careers prepared him with the work ethic and self-confidence to reach his goals. Are you looking for a career that's more than just punching numbers? If you're listening to my podcast, then I know you want more than just a paycheck. And if you want a career that helps people, then visit allstateagent.com slash fire after the show to learn how you can own your own Allstate agency. Timo, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Yes, let's give it a go. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I remember one moment when uh, one of the people I I just met in this door-to-door selling program, he was from England, and um, it was five years later when we chatted over Facebook um, which I rarely use, but I did. And I just asked how he's, how he was doing and he asked how I was doing. And, and we also shared what, you know, each of us was doing at the time. And I said that, you know, are we doing this consulting business and, you know, selling and all these sort of things. And he said, man, I always thought that you were a doer. And, um, and that really hit me hard because I had all these feelings in me, which were, if I really want to provide for my family, I need to be building a company on my own. You know, just, you know, that was just the simplest thought I had for a long time. But then I realized that I've been only thinking about it, like thinking about it, sometimes talking about it, but never doing anything about it. Um, so I think that sort of little man thoughts, uh, you know, about big things, but not doing anything about it. Um, not the, maybe not the feeling that I have it in me. That was holding me back a long time. But, but luckily, you know, that person alone, I think that was one of the moments where I realized that, you know, just you shouldn't because otherwise you're going to end up, you know, the whole life just talking about it or thinking about it. I thought you were a doer. That must have just really struck home. Must have been like a stake through the heart. Now, Timo, what is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice has been ask better questions than you've done so far. Um, you know, the ones that got you to this point where you are, they will, and, and you feel that you're not moving forward, they will definitely not get you further. So just figuring out what are the better questions for you to ask, uh, coming up with them, and then your brain wants to answer them. Um, and one example I remember was that it was even before we actually get, got into this incubator, there was one guy in San Francisco, I can't remember his name right now, but he was working for one other incubator. And I was asking him, like, so how do incubator, incubators really help the startups? Um, and and he asked me back, like, you know, how many customers do I have right now? And we had about 80 customers, and it was about five or six months into, uh, you know, already existence. And we had, you know, product out there. 
And he said, well, you know, it's, so you're almost approaching 100 customers. And we said, yeah. He said, you know, the next question is, how can you get 100 customers a month? And I was like, yeah, that sounds logical. <laughs> but I've never asked that. And then he went on. It's like, and then you ask the same question, how can you have 100 customers a week? And I said, yeah, yeah, we don't even need to go there. I already got it. Because I think that was, that, that type of advice has been always the best, is that's always a better question. And that will stir the whole moment up and you will come up with better answers. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Oh, there's always the thing with the success, isn't it? It's like you, you, can, you, you can never complete the comparison. <laughs> it's like when you compare yourself to being at a zero point, everything you've done probably feels like success. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go and philosophize about it, obviously. But I think that for me, it's been anything in life when you want to do something turn pro that that's sort of like the approach that i've felt most comfortable with is there's no point in doing something until unless you really want to dig in and understand the whole thing how it works uh take it seriously if it's you know composing music or if it's working out or building a company it always pays off big time if you decide to you know turn pro and what I mean by this is anything, any, anyone who looks at whatever they're doing professionally, they will break things down and they will try to ask questions, you know, what is going on here? How can I influence what's going on? They will bring down a, you know, break down a process that for somebody else who's not taking it as professionally remains a one-step process. But for them, it's like 10 steps and, you know, seven side things that you need to take care of and all these sort of things. And I'm sure you know it yourself. Oh, yeah. Uh, when when you run the show like like this, there's there's nothing in it probably that you don't take professionally, and that's what I've felt that 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 sort of a habit is what has helped me a lot. GoPro, I'm a big believer in saying, hey, what are you really good at? Focus on that to become great because that's what people want. They want greatness. They don't want you to become okay at something that you're crappy at. So focus on your strengths and GoPro. Can you share an internet resource, Timo, like a pipe drive with Fire Nation? The best internet resource that I've found is that you have a question, you type in a question, and you will probably figure out you know, your answers. So, I mean, to have just that, that's very different from uh, 20 years ago. Uh, but to single out something right now and say that that's amazing, I'm sorry, I'm, an, I'm unable to do this. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Yes, I can. I have to, I have to share at least one book, which... It's probably the smallest book I've ever read in terms of volume. Um, I don't. I don't think it has more than twenty pages. Wow! But it's called Common Denominator of Success, and it's written by Albert Gray about a hundred years ago. Actually, it wasn't really. It wasn't really written uh, by him. It was a speech that he gave. He was a lifelong insurance salesman. And he gave a speech and somebody took a transcript of it. And, uh, and to this day, they've um, somehow, uh, you know, published this book. Um, and uh, that book, I think, alone did so much for me when I was down in, you know, doing door-to-door -door sales or other type of intense work because it's a book about habits and how habits are being created and how we as human beings are literally creatures of habit. And, uh, and that book I have to recommend for anybody who hasn't read it because I, I think it applies to 
many other fields besides besides sales, even though it's around sales. Well, I can tell you what, Fire Nation, it is not available in Kindle, but it is in paperback for $1.95. Prime shipping, so if you're in the U.S. and you have Prime, free shipping in two days. So I just ordered it. I would love to know if you did too. And I know you love audio, Fire Nation, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Timo, I want to end today on Fire Brother with you sharing a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. One of my long-term friends, and he's been with the company uh, in Vibetribe for a long time. I, I treat him as a co-founder, even, even though he's, he's not, but he's been working on marketing. And, and he's told me that he's written a post on me that I am nowhere in the digital world, in the social media. I don't use Facebook, actually. Uh, so no, no way to reach me. I rarely use Twitter. Not a good place either. But I get notifications about it. So <laughs> I think probably, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's, that. you know, the world is full of distractions, as you know, when you want to focus on something. Timo, never apologize for who you are. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that's the whole, I'm, I'm living in the area where people are in their phones. So that's why I kind of felt like it's, it might, might sound a bit weird. Uh, but uh, it's, it's probably the best to go to my LinkedIn account uh, and, and, and try to you know, connect with me and, and, and short a uh, direct message. And that's probably the best way uh, to get in touch. And what's a parting piece of guidance? Something that helps me every day and and also makes my life quite tough when i when i look around in other people and and also myself when i'm not doing that or not paying attention to that i think it it's something that comes out of this um book that i was recommending um we will become somebody once said that we will become what we are thinking we will become what we eat and all these sort of things but i think they all reflect to the fact of what our habits are and and out of that book i got a sense how habits are created uh, for everybody. Um, and that is brutal. And for me, what it means is that you always create a habit, even if you think you don't. I'll give you an example. If you think that you're not going to go jogging today because it's kind of, you know, you feel tired and everything, but you kind of know that that's not the real tiredness that's speaking here, right? But if you do that, you... You might be thinking that I'm not creating a habit of going jogging, but what happens at the same time is you create a habit of not going to jogging. You create a habit automatically of staying in, sitting on a sofa, having an easier life, um, having a snack, watching TV. So just knowing that if you're not creating the habit you want in your life, you automatically are creating something Ooh. that you probably don't want. And that that is always deep when I think about yes. it. And always hits it when I'm, you know, in the middle of something and I'm kind of like <laughs> trying to, you know, trying to, you know, get a shortcut of, you know, right. fool it. But I can't. It's, it's more powerful. Timo Rain, ladies and gentlemen, and Fire Nation, you know that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with TR and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Timo, T-I-M-O, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. And Timo, I want to thank you, my man, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And Fire Nation, 
Again, you can find Timo over in LinkedIn. Just search for him, Timo Rain, T-I-M-O-R-E-I-N. And of course, there's PipeDrive, sales pipeline software that gets you organized, Fire Nation, helps you focus on the right deals. So easy to use that salespeople just love it. Great for small teams. Timo, we salute you, brother, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. It's been an absolute pleasure. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? The Freedom Journal is a gorgeous, leather-bound journal awaiting you at thefreedomjournal.com. Ignite! Ignite!